Welcome to the 1001 Experience. I am your host, Christine. If you are new here, welcome. I'm happy to have you. Um, if you are returning, if you heard a podcast before, you was like, oh, I want to, I want to keep up with this. Or if you saw like a reading and you're like, oh, I'm trying to see what that podcast be about. If you saw me anywhere and you decided to tune into this today, I F with you the super long way. Okay. So if y'all listened last week, I said I had like two things that had been on my spirit heavy while I was on break from the podcast. And so I was going to cover those two things first. So I did have um, the second part of that conversation recorded and ready to go. But I had to call an audible. I had to <laughs> switch up the plans because um, you may or may not know, depending on, you know, what circles you run in or what you follow. Um, the Joe Budden podcast has been uh, having a lot of drama recently, which just culminated in basically the podcast ending, like Joe firing his other two co-hosts, right? So I've just been kind of watching people talk about this I've been kind of listening to I listened to some of what Joe said like so there was like a free link posted for the episode where they like outlined everything that happened like Joe was being like super open book about it but then I had a meeting and after I finished the meeting the free link was gone (laughs) so I heard about 40 minutes of that explanation I did not hear everything um and I'll be honest some of my opinions or thoughts may shift after hearing that whole full thing I don't know if I'm ever going to hear the full thing I personally do not plan on paying for the Patreon now if another free link makes its way to the timeline am I going to click on it absolutely if it makes its way to YouTube am I going to listen to it absolutely (laughs) I mean, honestly, because I really do believe in in hearing everyone's perspective, um, not necessarily looking for truth, but just kind of a, a understanding. And that is one of the reasons why the whole situation is in, interesting to me from listening to what Joe says about it, from the couple podcasts where Rory and Ma were present and where they talked about it, um... I've heard little snippets of academics being academics talking about this situation. Historically, things that Charlemagne has said about Joe, the way the timeline reacts to this information specifically. And then Joe more generally, like, it's not necessarily that I weigh the actual statement, but it gives me an understanding of how people's brain works and how their perspectives are created And it also gives me an understanding of like interpersonal dealings and relationships, right? Like a lot of times, like it can be hard to resolve conflict or problems because like your perspective is so much different from the other person that it can be difficult to find some type of meeting ground. So when things like this happen, I really like to get like a bird's eye view of everything and something that helps me do that is to kind of take in various perspectives right and one thing as I'm like taking in these perspectives on the timeline as I'm listening to Joe talk as I'm remembering things that Rory and Ma the other two co-hosts have talked about I'm I'm really reminded of the relationship between masculine energy and feminine energy and that's really what I want to talk about I don't really have uh, too much commentary about that podcast in particular uh, that ain't got nothing to do with me but <laughs> I am very interested in what um the issue itself shows us which everyone's opinion on the issue shows us about the relationship between the masculine and the feminine now let me be clear okay if you are returning then there is a very good possibility you have heard me define these terms before. If you are new here, um, let me help you out, okay? When I say masculine and feminine, I do not mean male and female, man and woman, 
I do not. Okay. I mean the two, I mean the yin and yang. I mean two polarities that exist in every single being in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Some people may lean a little bit more toward one side than the other. Um, that doesn't mean anything to me, right? I'm speaking specifically um, about like the polarity between giving and receiving, doing and being, okay? And how those two things interact when we talk about masculine and feminine, okay? Knowing and feeling, Okay, so if you were to look up like attributes of like divine masculine and divine feminine, um, that's where this is a whole nother conversation. But like when you talk about like the the Bible and the Bible's description of marriage, I don't I don't look at that as like um, a romantic relationship between a man and a woman. I think about that as the balance between the masculine side of an individual the feminine side of an individual and how those things work together under the commission of their creator. And then how each of us as beings who, who, who work to manage that polarity within ourselves, then as we interact with other people, we have a knowledge of being able to say, okay, it's more comfortable for me to kind of sit in this feminine side. Um, and so when I partner with people, I may partner with someone romantically who sits more in their masculine side, maybe, or maybe it depends on the situation. Maybe I'm more feminine on the more feminine side of, of being, of feeling, of receiving. Um, I may sit on the more feminine side of that in some areas. And then on other areas, I may be the more action-oriented yang side of going out to do, giving, right? The action-oriented, the knowing, right? The intellect versus the intuition. It may depend and it's up to me as an individual to know um, how those energies operate within myself, how I have maintained harmony between those energies within myself to then have harmony with other people in my interactions and in my relationships. So from that lens, when I look at this situation, I feel like it really gives us a blueprint um outside of romantic relationships where we can kind of assess and better understand um, the breakdown between the masculine and the feminine and uh, things that help to repair that and things that cause further damage. So no, I'm not calling Rory and Ma women. I'm not saying that they're acting like like women or that they're being bitches or pussies or whatever. I, none of that is what I'm saying. It just seems that based on the way their their business interaction was established, um, that they were more in the feminine energy side and Joe was more in the masculine energy side, okay? I hope that makes sense to you. If it doesn't, then, you know, sit with it, pray on it, turn the podcast off, whatever. <laughs> but... Uh, the one the reason that I say like I feel like uh, they were more on the feminine side is because if we go back to the idea of um, action and doing versus receiving, and it seemed that uh, in this um, this arrangement that these men had, um, Joe took on a very active role. Okay. Joe was very much like, I, I made this thing. This is my brainchild. I'm going out here trying to make these deals. I'm going out here trying to get this money. I'm putting people in certain positions to do certain things to keep this ship moving, okay, to keep this operation going. Um, so it's a very active, a very go-do, go-do. Um, whereas Roy and Mar were like, okay, Joe's hitting this thing. Um, that's our guy. So we're just going to kind of go with the flow. This is a very feminine aspect. Um, go with the flow, show up, do my part, and come under um, Joe's leadership. So again, back to the biblical description of husband and wife. The husband submits to God and the wife submits to the husband. Rory and Ma 
as being in their feminine energy, not saying that they're women, not saying that they were Joe's wife, anything like that, but they were in the the feminine energy of like they're bringing their gifts, they're bringing their talents, right, which are very valuable in their own right. And they are placing them under the leadership of Joe, who is now responsible for um, making sure that his his actions and his direction um, is aligned with what God has commissioned. Okay, so that's why I feel like it, they're more feminine than and Joe is more um, masculine in this situation. We're looking at energy, right? So. <clears throat> so there oh my goodness i i really hope that if you're listening to me that you know at least a little bit about the situation because it's really a lot to explain and i do not want to spend a whole lot of time on this little podcast um explaining what happened and why with them um the overview is that uh they're began to be some rifts in the friendship uh between the three of them which they all have their own relationship joe has a uh, excuse me joe has a relationship with rory joe has a relationship with ma joe has a relationship with parks um they have all come together and they're working together as co-hosts have to some extent built individual relationships with each other but they're all there on the strength the three co-hosts are there on the strength of their relationship with joe okay and it sounds like um a lot of the business dealings and boundaries were never um explicitly carved out it sounds like something that they just kind of put on the back of their friendship and say oh we're friends we're gonna do this thing together we're gonna look out for one another as the podcast grew um people start you know other people within the operation uh hold on my baby's texting me gotta do my maternal duties one second My bad. You know, maternal duties always come first, so not my bad. But <laughs> anyway, um, so there were rifts. Um, the business wasn't that clear. So as rifts in the friendship started to grow, um, there became more questions about the business and um, Joe being in the masculine position, the leadership position in this situation kind of started to feel away about the business being questioned um and responded to that um with what it sounds like not much care or consideration to the feelings or the needs of his co-hosts he's thinking solely um as far as like not let me not speak for him um I, from our perspective from the viewer from the outside looking in a great deal of his energy was put toward making sure um the ship kept sailing and he he understood the importance of um rectifying the relationship but he as someone who is not responsible for the well-being of a number of employees he's trying to make sure all those employees can still eat that that's from what he has said and from what we can observe as onlookers right um so a couple weeks go by the co-hosts try to come back and reconcile and then a couple more weeks go by and they're like no f it (laughs) or at least joe in his most recent podcast episode was like f it there's no reconciliation y'all are fired y'all was asking for too much when y'all wasn't bringing anything to the table um blah 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 So that's my general overview. If you want to know more, feel free to go to YouTube, listen to the podcast, listen to people break it down, feel free to do that. So the first point that I want to make, right, we will hearken back. I believe this was like episode two or three where I discussed leadership, what leadership actually requires and what submission requires, okay? And if you are going to, whether you identify as a masculine person or if you find yourself in the masculine position of doer, of provider, 
of the person who is um, needing to kind of exercise discipline and logic in order to secure um, the safety and security of yourself and others, okay? When you find yourself in that position, um, it's your responsibility, one, to demonstrate that you're capable of doing that, okay? Are you able to devise a plan and execute it efficiently? And then once you demonstrate that um, and people then come under the plan that you create, it is your responsibility to demonstrate that you can consider the needs and the wants of those people who have now submitted their will to you. They have now entrusted their well-being to you and say, okay, I know that I need these things. This person has demonstrated to me that they are able to achieve these things. So I will allow this person um, domain over these areas in some shape or form um, and trusting that they will have my best interest at heart. So it is your responsibility as the person who is the leader in the masculine position in that situation to be responsible and to be um, considerate and compassionate, okay? And there's no way that you can do that without having explicit conversations with the people that you are partnered with about what is your plan, what is your um, your mode of achieving the, the objectives in your plan, your overall value and moral system, Okay. And then as the person in the feminine position who is who is now submitting and coming under this leadership, um, you gotta you you have to be able to one, okay, know yourself and be honest enough with yourself such that you can even identify and verbalize what it is you want and you expect. Because you can't have a conversation with someone about it if you don't know yourself well enough. Like, there there have been times with this whole podcast debacle that um, you've heard the co-host say, or the co-hosts have been observed to say, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. But then when things started to go awry, they trying to check books and find out about the money. I'm not here to say whether or not that's their right to do. All I'm saying is, if that's something that you care about, be honest with yourself in the beginning. They, You care about money. You just, it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. It can be very awkward, right? And it's uncomfortable. You, you want to kind of avoid the, a lot of people's natural tendency is to kind of avoid the uncomfortable moments and just hope and trust that somebody is on the same page as them. And that might not be the case. Or, you know, it might just be a, a issue of sharing perspective and coming to some type of middle ground. But you got to be honest enough with yourself to understand what it is. Okay. And then also communicate that. Like, don't value yourself and your needs and your wants and the desires of your heart and your expectations above any relationship and above any connection with any one individual okay if you are clear and if you are honest about those things within yourself and you communicate those things clearly and efficiently to the people outside of you then you will naturally align yourself with people that align with those things if that means separating or disconnecting from people who are misaligned, then so be it. You have to value your own well-being, okay? And then as a leader, you also have to understand that. Know what you can do and what you cannot do. And again, value that that knowing of yourself above any relationship. Because sure, this person may bring some great things to the table for you. And you may really want them to partner with you in some way. You see the value of them being partnered with you. So you want to keep it. But if you're not able, if if your goals don't align with their goals, then it's not a good match. 
if your morals and your values don't align with their morals and values, then it's not a good match. If they want certain things that you are unable to give and you know that you're unable to satisfy, then it's not a good match. Okay. So that's the first. Well, I think that was like two things. (laughs) Understanding both leadership and submission and the responsibilities that come with that. Okay. And then um, another point here, um, which goes along with valuing yourself and your wants and your needs above um, any individual relationship is to stop looking at every instance as an indication of love or a lack thereof okay oh actually before I go into that let me go back another thing with communicating needs and wants and desires is knowing that sometimes those things can change um and it's really important to establish healthy open communication from the door so that if and when those things change um, you can readdress it. You can revisit it. We may agree on something at this one point. And then as I experience it, and as I grow and shift as an individual, I, I may recognize that one, that might not have been what I actually wanted. I may actually want something else. Or two, it may have been what I wanted and it may have been helpful then, but it does not work for me anymore. So we got to redefine the parameters and the boundaries of this agreement, of this situation. So being able to communicate, being able to know yourself and understanding that those things can change, okay? So then that takes me back to the second point that I was making about uh, not looking at every single thing as an indication of love or lack thereof, right? Because one of the reasons um, people have so much difficulty valuing their... um, their own individual wants and needs and desires over a relationship is due to a fear of of scarcity and a lack mentality and feeling as though and believing as though if I end this situation, I may not find anything else good. The good things that this interaction, the good things that this partnership brings to me, if I walk away from it, I may not ever find anything um, that good again. And that's fear and that's scarcity, especially if you have taken the inventory. I'm not talking about people who think the grass is greener because they're overvaluing um, the deficits or the negatives. I'm talking about people who have adequately done the inventory of what it is you need, what it is you want, and what is in front of you, what is available to you. And being honest about whether or not it makes sense to stay in that situation. Now I'm talking about, I'm using this podcast as an example, but you can apply this to your relationships as well. Your romantic relationships, your own personal friendships, your own personal business dealings. Because like I said, this, 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 um, balance, this polarity between masculine and feminine exists in everything. We only talk about it in terms of romantic relationships, but it exists in everything. So you can apply it everywhere. Honestly, you can even apply it with your relationship with yourself. We'll get into that at another time because I really want to do my best to try to get through the podcast part. But you could even apply it with the way you handle yourself and the things that you need as an individual from yourself. Okay? And then also... um, when it comes to there's so there's a the lack mentality right an affair of scarcity and then also um being able to see people as human infallible like if someone comes back to the table and says hmm I know I said that it wasn't about money but um now that I think about it I am a little bit concerned about money and I would like to discuss like access to accounting information And I want to see a little bit, I want to have some type of regular reporting on um, what this podcast is bringing in from which streams. Um, And I would like to renegotiate my contract as far as how much I participate in these various um, streams of revenue. That is that someone who is coming to that conclusion 
from an honest inventory of what they want and what they need and what they expect um, is not doing so because uh, they don't love you or they don't trust you anymore or they don't value your friendship, okay? And let's be clear, there may be cases where someone has not done an honest inventory and they may very well be coming to you with that from resentment. We'll talk about resentment later too. But it is your responsibility to separate your personal, especially in partnership in general. But if you are the leader, if you are the head of an operation, it is your responsibility to extend yourself to show compassion and understanding to what the concerns that that person is bringing to you. That does not mean you don't get your concerns heard and addressed because like I said, we might have to renegotiate the terms of the contract. You may have certain expectations or you may have certain feelings. You may have certain needs that aren't being satisfied by the way the situation is approached. And that is a conversation that should be had. But it's important to not look at that as an indication of someone's feelings toward you. That's not to say it's, it's, it may not be. It's to not assume. You can ask. That's a part of open um, communication. You can ask. And then from there, you can have a conversation about how it is expected that people address their personal feelings and opinions outside of whatever arrangement you have. But don't just assume that people are doing things or not doing things. And and like the flip side of that is don't just assume that people are doing or not doing things. Like if that person wasn't showing certain business dealings, right? Or they weren't showing like sharing certain information. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't listened to the full podcast from today. So I don't know if this is something that was shared or not. Um, Based on some of the commentary I've seen, it looks like it might not have been. But again, I, I don't know. Okay. So this is just an example, right? But like if someone is not sharing that information with you, if they haven't volunteered to do it, that does not mean that they don't love you or respect you or trust you or value you. You don't know. So don't assume. You're going to hurt your own feelings by trying to assume why someone has done or not done something. Cut out the assumption altogether. And when I say cut out the assumption, I'm not saying that harm doesn't happen or that you need to sweep the harm under your rug. It means you separate yourself from the actions of others. Someone doing or not doing something, saying or not saying something does not mean anything about you. And once you can really understand that and embody that, it makes interpersonal interaction and interpersonal relationships so much easier. Because you're not going around looking for evidence in everything that people do. And you're able to understand that people's choices and people's decisions and people's actions is a function of their own thinking and their own ability to kind of process external stimuli and internal stimuli and how those two things go together. It has nothing to do with you. And that is another reason why the open communication is necessary. You should not have to make assumptions about other people's intentions. Okay, so we talked about the responsibilities between leadership and submission. We talked about not looking at everything as evidence. Um, And then the other part that I wanted to, to talk about, particularly in relation to like the podcast situation, is that knowing when to to recognize and acknowledge that there has been damage done. And then how to rectify it, okay? So you can't build nothing, anything that is built with a seed of resentment left in the foundation will crumble. Do you hear me? All you people that talk about, 
if relationships can last after cheating and why business and friendship doesn't mix. Anything that is built with even a tiny seed of resentment at the foundation will crumble every time. Okay? So for the person who is submitting, who the person who is in the feminine energy, um, it is your responsibility to see when your expectations are not being met, when your needs are not being cared for adequately, when um, whether the agreement has been breached or if uh, the agreement did not fully represent what it is you wanted or expected out of the, the interaction. You have to be able to recognize and acknowledge that. And you have to be able to, to you have to have the courage to, to be uncomfortable. And there are times where that will require you as the person who has submit and been in the feminine energy to make a shift toward more of your own personal and internal masculine energy. And that can be very uncomfortable. It can be very, very uncomfortable. But when there's been an imbalance, okay, when you've leaned too far on the feminine side, you have to go a little bit back toward the masculine to restore harmony. And then the flip side of that is if you're the person that's in the leadership position, if you're the person that's in the masculine position and you have damaged someone's trust for one reason or another, the, the interaction is not working out. You have to shift, especially when it, this, this is the thing, like this Joe Button podcast is such a clear example because Joe, like they, for I think this was like a month ago when like the co-host left the podcast and Joe was just like, hey, the show must go on. And then when the co-host came back for those couple episodes, they were like, yo, that hurt our feelings when you kept going. And Joe's perspective was there's a whole bunch of people that eat off of this. I can't stop it. And this goes back to and then. Well, one of the co-hosts responded like, no, what you should have done is we're not saying you should have stopped it for a month. But what you should have done was taking the time to restore the situation before moving forward. But you just jumped and moved forward without what was perceived as um, a genuine effort at restoration. And so when I say if there's. If there's imbalance, you got to go back the other way to restore harmony. It's the same thing for the person in the leadership or the masculine position. When you when you full steam ahead and you notice that you lose some some um some some cargo, some I want to call them tanks, but they're not tanks. What are they? Containers. You lose some containers when you go on full steam ahead. At some point, you got to slow down and figure out how to get those containers. You don't just keep going and say, we'll get more containers later. You have to, when you've been too strong on your masculine side and you've been asking for a whole lot of trust and um, a whole lot of submission, and then the people that you're supposed to be partnered with, working together with, um, are communicating to you for one reason or another that there is a deficit there and they're unable to continue as they have been. It is your responsibility to shift a little bit out of your masculine side and a little bit into your feminine side, feminine side and to be a little bit more receptive and more compassionate and feeling more than knowing, okay? And, it's, and it will feel like an overextension and it will feel uncomfortable but there needs to be intentional effort from both sides toward reconciliation. It has to happen in order for any type of balance to be restored. You cannot, there is no way that you can keep going and keep building and never have a problem when there's any type of resentment. And then I, I kind of mentioned this a little bit before when I talked about like leaders and, and the masculine side and how they... um 
handle conflict because I think that this is um, an issue that people in their masculine energy have. Um, it's hard for them to acknowledge when they have feelings or when they have disappointment or when their expectations are not being met because they they try to analyze things from a logistical perspective or analytical perspective. Um, and talking about feelings or understanding feelings doesn't really fit with that. But you're still a human being. And no matter how much you sit in your masculine energy, you have feminine energy too. And that will need to be tended to and addressed. So there may be times even in your masculine presenting self that you have to tend to your own feminine energy in hopes that the people that you are interacting with, that you are partner with, will be able to see you and receive you and um, extend themselves accordingly. There's fluidity here. And I think that that's the, the overall thing is the idea of fluidity and being comfortable enough within the self to know that things and people change and uh, how you can navigate that by being fluid and being able to kind of recognize at any one point in time what is actually needed so yeah, those were the three main things as far as the podcast is concerned, like making sure your goals and expectations are clear, like, and, and like how that relates to the responsibility of a leader versus the responsibility of the person who is choosing to submit to that leader. Um, not looking as everything as, at everything as evidence and then being able to recognize when when the trust in that partnership has been damaged. And it's so interesting to me because when you think about, I'm going to speak about relationships in terms of men and women because as a a cis woman who is interested in in men, um, that has been my wealth of experience. I am willing to bet money that in non-heteronormative relationships, some version of this presents. Um, Matter of fact, I know it does. Uh, I can't give specific examples or details because I have never been in that situation to speak from experience. And I'm sure that there are plenty of people um, who identify along the non-heteronormative spectrum somewhere who have shared that experience. So if that's what you're looking for, I encourage you to look to them. But I will say, as a woman who has been in situations where you're in a relationship with somebody and the man wants to keep going full steam ahead after they've damaged trust, and you just got so much resentment and every it's like <laughs> you just constantly nitpicking and constantly like finding things to argue about and you mad about because you've never dealt with that resentment or you may have realized all of the ways and this goes back to what I was saying about how this can also be found within the self because there are a lot of times that we like how I talked about being able to choose yourself over any individual or any relationship, we be violating our own boundaries. Just as human beings, we be violating our own boundaries so much. And so much of our upset when we feel violated by something external is really just a reflection of how we feel toward ourselves for violating ourselves. So like when you get in a relationship with somebody or when you start dealing with somebody and they tell you that they don't run a relationship and kind of deep down, you know, you're monogamous and you're looking for this person to kind of. And you may say, OK, I'm cool. We don't got to be in a relationship. But in your mind, you want this person to prioritize you over everybody else. You want this person to show up for you whenever you call. You want this person to show consistency and stability for you. That is that's a relationship, babe. Like, (laughs) that's what you want. And it's okay if you want that. And it's okay if you like this person and you're attracted to this person, but they don't want what you want. 
and you're sabotaging yourself every time you stay with people who have communicated that they don't want what you want. Same thing with these men. Let's keep it real. They be, they be wanting all the benefits of relationship. They talk about women wanting more than sex. These men, they want you to cuddle up with them. They want you to cook for them. They want you, when you come over and visit, they want you to clean their house. They want you to show up when they run their family because they like the feeling. They like being cuddled up. They like being nurtured. They like being tended to. But when they now have to deal with their responsibility of consistency and stability, they feel uncomfortable within themselves for whatever reason. I, I could psychoanalyze it, but I'm not going to do it today. They start to feel uncomfortable. And so they don't want to be in a committed relationship. But they project that onto the women that they're dealing with because they have a hard time accepting that they do want that. And they don't believe that they can do it. And then making the changes that are necessary so that they can do it and they can sustain it. It's sabotaging self-betrayal every time. So when you're not honest with yourself about what you want and what you need, you sign up for shit that's not aligned with it. Because in your mind, you can ride out the benefits a little bit longer. And you'll do that until, you know, Things crash. And now what? Everybody mad at each other. And that's either your opportunity to come back to the table and reconcile. There has to be a shifting. You got to be honest with yourself. If you weren't clear about what you wanted before, be clear about what it is you want now. And what it is you are actually capable of executing now. And then tell the truth about whether or not the two parties are aligned and can do that together. And if you are in the instance that you are, you're going to have to work harder now because you've done harm. You've done damage. So you're going to have to extend yourself a little bit more in order to reach restoration and harmony. And it's uncomfortable. Everybody wants the easy way out. And, and that goes along with what you want and what you're, what you're capable of doing. Tell yourself the truth. If you're not capable of overextending yourself to restore harmony, then don't try to come back to the table. That's the other thing about this, this podcast stuff. Like they came, them couple episodes when they came back, energy was mad weird. You could tell there was still beef. You could tell people were still holding grudges. You could tell everything wasn't reconciled and, and water under the bridge. You could tell they wasn't on the same page. You can tell whatever disagreement they had, they had not come to an agreement on. It does not make any sense. Why y'all gonna try to keep playing? <laughs> try to play. Like you on the same page when you not. Like you want the same thing when you don't. Like you're capable of doing it when you don't want to. One of the co-hosts, Ma, he, you could tell in his body language and the tone of voice, he didn't fuck with Joe. <laughs> and if you're not at a point where you're able to open yourself to maybe fuck with that person again, then don't come and fuck with him a little bit. Just don't fuck with them. So think about that in your person in your romantic relationships too. Ask yourself the truth. Am I willing to release this grudge? Don't have somebody working overtime for to restore damage that you're not willing to let go of. Are you really willing to give them the opportunity to earn your trust back? Because if you don't want to do it, because that requires some vulnerability, let's be honest, it does. And it's frightening. And if you're not willing to do that, for whatever reason, if you don't, whatever reason, then don't do it and go your way, okay? I really feel like, and this is what's so, for me personally, what's so fun about like when these things happen and, like, the public gets to weigh in all over the place because, like, you get to see, like, you got some people talking about, like, friendship and business. You got some people saying, oh, Joe's just an asshole. He ain't looking out for his friends. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. 
he a hypocrite, he abusive, he manipulative, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like these are all words if you were to look up, um, and people are saying that Rory and Ma bitter, Rory and Ma was being petty, that they was jealous. Like if you look at these things, um, you will see that they are descriptions of what we consider to be an unbalanced feminine energy for Rory and Ma or an unbalanced masculine energy for the things that people are saying about Jen. When you feel victimized, when you start doing little petty shit like tweet and make suckers uncomfortable again when you want a podcast being awkward as hell, <laughs> Ma, <laughs> that petty shit. That's unbalanced feminine energy. Like that is your that is your receptive side who is holding on to resentment and is acting out of that resentment. When you got Joe sitting up here talking about, man, I had to do this, da 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 da. This is what's more important, blah 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 blah. And val- telling these niggas, so what? <laughs> His his alleged friends is telling him all the things that they had issue with. And this nigga says, so what? <laughs> and validating your people like that. When you're supposed to be leading people and they bring concerns to you and your response is, so what? What the, f- what? <laughs> the hell is this? That type of invalidation, it's unbalanced masculine energy, bro. You can't do that. You can't do that. So, you know. I just wanted to share some of those thoughts uh, real quick while they was on my heart because I really just want, I really want everybody to reflect um, on how to have like healthy interactions with other people. And also how can you balance your own masculine and feminine energy, right? How can you balance your own like being in the flow? When do I go out and do? When do I take action? And when do I just be? When do I relax? When am I... Um, there's a difference between like the, the creative inspiration and then like the creative execution, when to be in what state, how to be in flow of those things, especially when we talk about creativity, how can you be in flow of when I'm, I'm receiving inspiration and when I'm executing, when I'm setting all the pieces in place so this can sustain how this can manifest the way that, um, you envision in your inspiration or in a way that makes sense um how do you how do you uh balance between um your your intuition and your logic between your mind and your heart as an individual and then once you have a better understanding of that and then pay more attention to yourself and you'll start to recognize in what situations do you operate in which energy? I've told people that I've like dated this all the time. Like there will be times where I I take on more masculine energy. And that's just something that I know about myself. Like, and you gotta be willing, like there be there be certain stuff that I know that I can go out and do. And then likewise, as someone who is strong in their intuition, is very strong in their feminine energy, when I say something, you better motherfucking listen. If I'm telling you something, it's because you better listen. (laughs) And that is very important to me. Having people around me that have the capability to listen and receive what I say is so important to me. We cannot work in a relationship if you just want to always dismiss um, my input. I'm the type of person whose input you want to seek and value. And so that's important to me in situations, right? in in business and in family and romantic relationships that is something that is very very important to me and I've noticed something that I've noticed about myself personally is like I used to have a temper I used to have a wild temper <laughs> and I could get very disrespectful like not let me be clear like not as disrespectful as some people get but like I'd be ready to fight. I'm going to keep it real. I'm ready to fight when I feel like a way about something. Okay. And I had to recognize that as I was like working on my temper and like, yo, I got stuff to lose. I can't just be out here fighting crazy. And one of the things that I recognized is like that 
that drive toward physical aggression comes out of a sense of helplessness when I feel like I'm being invalidated or I feel like I'm being dismissed or I feel like, um, what's the word? Like just, there's just like a consist, consistent demeaning of me as a human being. And so now I have a very, um, in those situations, I had a tendency to have a very like violent reaction to them or at least a drive to it, whether I actually acted on it or not was different, but just like the desire, like, yeah, I could slap the shit out of you right now. And like, if I was to say that I meant it, <laughs> like, I don't say that as a euphemism. I say like, right now my hand is on fire and again, I could smack the fuck out of you. <laughs> And I do not care. I do not care. We could fight in here. Like, I've already assessed where <laughs> where my weapons are. I've already assessed who I need to call in case anything happens. Like, I'm ready for whatever. Like, when I'm that angry. And so I had to say to myself, you need to pay more attention when people show these tendencies. Whether that is with you or whether that's with other people. And pay more attention when it happens on a small scale so that you don't find yourself in a position where you want to react that way. And that's another thing I'm noticing about this Joe Button situation. There's niggas is mad at Joe Button every three to six months. (laughs) And people have talked to have called him abusive people have called him manipulative people have said that he gaslights um people um and that's typically been in the context of his relationships and interactions with women whether or not he's been putting hands on people I remember when uh tax podcast was out and tax was interviewing him about Esther Baxter and I think he talked about this with the um breakfast club before in the past as well Esther said he sat on her stomach and Joe said he sat under her breast and I remember Tax being like nigga what that's the same thing (laughs) like that type of manipulative shit like Tax was like yo what are you saying and then that's one of the reasons that that whole Tax interview went up I remember that shit because Tax was like yo you're not about to talk in circles with me like he asked Joe if like Esther made it up and Joe was like I don't know if she made it up she might have saw it on the TV show I don't know and Tax was like man get the fuck out of (laughs) here you know what I'm asking you quit playing with me um but you got to be able to recognize people's tendencies and if women have been saying that this is the way this individual handles conflict then you got to know as someone who is choosing to align themselves with that individual, that that's how he handles conflict. And if he'll do it over there, he'll do it here too. And look at everybody you interact with that way. I've had things like that in in professional situations where people have gotten real disrespectful with uh, a co-worker and I've had to step up and say absolutely the fuck not you can ask about me if you know anybody that has ever worked with me ask them about me if you disrespect them in front of me I'm calling this shit out because what that shows me is that you think that you could disrespect me and what you're not about to do is disrespect me so we're gonna handle the disrespect right here even though it wasn't even directed at me that's who I you could ask about me <laughs> That's how I handle shit. So, like, when you see people who um, they gaslight and invalidate everybody else when there's conflict, what the fuck you think they're going to do to you when there's conflict? If you've seen them make an agreement and then go back on it, if you've seen them um, tell somebody one thing and then do another If you've seen somebody say, oh, no, it's cool, it's not an issue, and then complain a couple months down the line that it's a huge issue, and then do a whole bunch of petty shit instead of having a conversation to resolve the issue, that's how they will handle you. Believe the behavior that people show you. Watch. There's this weird, like, insecure idea that you don't, a lot of people, especially in romance or even when you have a certain friendship or relationship with somebody, like, people will think, like, oh, they wouldn't do me like that. They wouldn't do, they wouldn't handle me like that. But you got to be able to see people's character and the way they handle stuff and the way that they 
think about things. Because if someone is constantly prioritizing their own perspective over the perspectives of people around you, how can they be a good leader? When a huge part of leadership is being able to listen and understand the perspectives of the people that have submit their will under you, and then to make sure you incorporate that into what you do moving forward. How can that person be a good leader if they don't give a fuck about what nobody else is saying? If it doesn't already align with what they think or what they feel. Joe Budden has demonstrated the type of person that he is when it comes to navigating conflict. So there is no reason that especially for the people who are close to him to to be um, caught off guard by the way he has handled any conflict in this situation. And I would hope that anyone looking to go into business with Joe in the future is is taking inventory of it. And has an understanding. And let's be clear, right? Like Joe has managed to bounce back. Like I said, people got beef with him every three to six months. Somehow he always manages to bounce back with another more lucrative opportunity. So I'm, this is one of those situations where it's like, okay, maybe you do business with him, maybe you don't. If you do choose to, you got to be very clear on what your expectations are. Very clear on what the relationship is. Don't let nobody talk you into blurring them boundaries. When it comes to business or any type of relationship, don't let anybody talk you into blurring boundaries. Even when we talk about romantic relationships and we talk about gender roles and stuff, don't let nobody talk you into blurring boundaries. What are you okay with? What are you not okay with? Monogamous relationships versus open relationships, whatever. Don't let nobody make you okay with blurring boundaries. Even if you talk about like, are we committed? Are we not? Don't let nobody make you okay with there being a question mark over that. Discuss the expectation. Agree on the expectations and move forward accordingly. Same thing with these goddamn jobs. When you go into a job and they interview you, you interview them right the fuck back. We have been conditioned to believe that, you know, the corporations and the employer has all of the leverage so much so that we submit everything when we come in so much so that we're trying to impress. We're not even really telling the truth on what we want to do or don't want to do. They may tell you there's weekends and in the back of your mind, you're like, I fucking hate working weekends. But you say, oh, yes, I'm I'm okay with weekends. Mm -hmm. I'm flexible in the interview. Tell you got to tell the truth. Okay, so (laughs) I could go on about this forever and ever, but I got other things I need to do, and I really am trying to keep the podcast under an hour. So if you have listened to it this far, thank you so much. Tell your people to come and check me out. Follow, like, subscribe, retweet, share, all of those things that you do on all of the social media platforms where you may find this podcast. No, I will not be doing any carpools. Um, for today but I am open for personal readings feel free to book those if you catch me on live when I'm pulling cards um you may get a, a quick brief reading there as well I don't do those often or on a schedule uh, so you just got to be lucky enough to catch it um I am hoping uh, by the time you hear this I will have posted some type of something for the new moon and Taurus that happened um Tuesday um so yeah <laughs> God bless y'all. Y'all stay blessed and I will see y'all next week. <laughs>